Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to uh, possibly the worst podcast in uh, all of the internet, um. but but thank you for joining us. We don't know why you do. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to reward you sooner than later for uh, for watching our stuff. I know it's not very good right now, but thank you for being here nonetheless. Um, also, happy Fourth of July weekend. We are recording this uh, the day after Fourth of July, so July fifth. Yep. Yeah. How was your weekend? I had a great weekend. We got to go to the pool. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I mean, I just asked. I know how your weekend was because I spent it with you. Uh, there was some good. There was some bad. Obviously, Bruno. Oh. But uh, the next day, that day was tough. But the next day, the July 4th, we had a great time at the pool uh, doing all the July 4th festivities. Mm-hmm. All I that stuff. hate fireworks, though. So we didn't partake in any of those. Well, we kind of did. Uh, our neighbor, late night, shot off a bunch of uh mm-hmm. what are they called mortar sh- they were not more he called them like armor shells or something like that don't ask me but they were the big ones and they were i was like dude our we live in a pretty quiet neighborhood with a lot of like old people next to us and a lot of trees and he literally went across the street to like the oldest woman like on our block who were pretty who she's sure. definitely was sleeping oh for sure and he just shoots off the loudest fireworks in front of her sidewalk because like under where we're on our side of the street there's a lot of like trees like being like canopies mm-hmm. over our houses, so you can't shoot them up, else it'll hit the trees. So he went to her side and just shot them off right in front of her driveway, which like she is pristine with her like driveway with her. Oh, her yard is immaculate. So th- I was across the street at, at my house just watching him do it, and I loved, I loved it. And some him of do it, it, like I was watching from inside because I hate fireworks, and like. I could, you could see it going to the trees, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, our trees are going to get Yeah, fire. there was a couple moments where I was like, shit, dude. Like, but it rained recently, so I feel like everything's really moist. Yeah. So, like, an ash or something isn't going to, like, catch fire. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was super fun. Fireworks, I, I like seeing them. I don't really want to, like, light them myself. I don't know. Myself, I, I, I just, yeah. I'm yeah, I don't want you to light them, honestly. Yeah. Especially with you. It's like, we're not a big fireworks family, but I do love that our neighbor's into it. Yeah. It actually makes me happy. I love shit. Like, I love when people are into shit I'm not into. Because I kind of like, yeah. he was super, like, he's like, went to, he like was so excited because he was telling me, like, oh, I haggled with the guy at the fireworks store and I got a great deal. Like, he's that excited. When someone's that excited, like, it's it makes cute. me happy. Yeah. It's but, cool. Uh, yeah. But uh, some other stuff that, kind of happened this weekend or that you want to talk about was uh there's some ufc fights oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm sounded very facetious <laughs> i like ufc because you like ufc yeah so that's doing something uh for your partner but you do like it i mean what do you mean you like it because i like it so you don't really like it then no, that's what I, that means i think i if it wasn't for you i wouldn't even know what it is No, I think you would. No, I really don't. (laughs) I really don't think I would. And the reason I say this is because I remember when I... So Brad moved out to LA. Um, We lived in LA for two years. He moved out there before me, and then I met him a year later, six months later. Yeah. And I remember the first weekend that we did anything, we watched a fight with some friends and then went out. That's because like I didn't know anybody in LA, and like the first few people I met was Manny and Brian, and they... We're like talking about UFC, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know a little bit. I could like name one fighter. I could name Conor McGregor. That was it. And I know a fight we actually watched. We watched the Khabib Conor fight, which was an amazing fight. Oh, and Izzy was in it. 
he i don't know if he was champion in 20 he he wasn't he wasn't but he yeah. was fighting i think he was fighting anderson silver maybe but i don't think it was on that card i think that was a fight night main event no because he was my first fight i remember like he was my first fighter that I i'd have to go back and look at that card that was a stacked card that was a crazy night that was the one where khabib jumped over the fence and everything oh, like that oh yes but remember i was like i was we were at dinner first i was like yo we have to rush home to watch the main event or to watch the main card it's about to start um but yeah, like that was like how I made friends in LA for like the first bit, cause like I didn't know anything, and then my friends even told me like, dude, you know like one fighter, you know shit. Go back and watch, uh, you know, Raleigh, uh, Robbie Lawler fights. Like go watch all these other fights that you know are like in history. So I was I did, and then I became a fan, and then we had to talk to him at work and stuff. Yeah. So one thing that I do love about UFC is that they always have fights on Saturday nights. So Brad and I. We get a pizza, like we might get some ice cream, and then we just like veg out on the couch and hang out together, which is nice, and mm-hmm. watch these fights. And the it's best like movie night for us, it's like going to the movies, but totally, it's totally. watching UFC fights. And it's you know you're hanging out with your person, and it, it is really fun. And I do like watching the fights. I do because I think like I'm always like it feels really um, like is archaic the right word. Uh, barbaric maybe barbaric but barbaric sounds like bad yeah so it feels really ancient watching these people fight because like you always watch movies like the gladiator and the gladiator (laughs) and you see them like fighting in a ring and then like these people are fighting in a ring and like it's almost to the death it's like, it is you know, a bit primal it maybe. is really primal and like i feel like it is an instinct for men that have a lot of testosterone no i don't think that's true at all you don't think that that's true no i think uh honestly at first before i watched a lot of fights i kind of had that version or in my head because i didn't watch a ton i was like oh man this is really like like barbaric or you know primal and i don't know if i like it and then the more i watched the more i was like Oh, this is like chess with the highest consequences. Like, oh, yes. And when you started talking about it like that. Yeah. Like a lot of people like don't like when fights are like this last weekend, Izzy versus um, uh, Jared Cannonier. People would probably say that's a boring fight. And I can understand why. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I can see how some casual fans might think that, myself included. I thought it was a boring fight. Yeah. And I understand. And I love Izzy. He's like my number one guy. Uh, it was a very technical fight because if you look at that fight, like Jared Cannonier can put anyone away with like a uh, with a single punch. Like he's a huge. I mean, he used to fight at heavyweight. He fought at light heavyweight, and now he's fighting at middleweight. So he went from two forty down to one eighty five. So he's got a lot of power. And Izzy is a very much counter striker and pick his shots. He's very like high finesse, mm-hmm. like high accuracy, high precision, high finesse. And, he, and you look at Izzy, and you're like, dude, how does he beat anybody? And he, you know, versus Paula Costa. That's true, because he's like, tiny looking. Or he's well, scrawny he, looking. He's skinnier than most of the dudes that go in there, but he can put people away as well. But it's like from a different, it's a different style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, it made for an interesting like chess match, especially when he, uh, he talked about it a little bit actually in the post fight. The two coaches were very good coaches as well. Um, so it was like a chess match against how each coach prepares their fighter. So when, I, when you look at it from that, it becomes more like a you know like a high chess sport with you know consequences of being right. knocked out if you right. play the wrong move well and it's like 
jujitsu is kind of like that too. Like you move this way because your opponent moved that yeah, way. Yeah, it's like taking what you can get. And UFC is like combining that with like then you also have the element of striking people and then you have the element of uh, you know, like cardio and like mm-hmm. having to keep up and like there's just so much that goes into it. And that that when you when we started oh, yeah, like talking the cardio like the actual athleticism itself is a huge factor, but it's also like not the biggest factor maybe. Maybe like you know, the way someone approaches from their style to counter the other person's style that they're fighting, you know, watching film on that person doing their homework, like just like football. Like, I think that's why football is such a great sport, too. Like there is the violence of it, but it's also a highly intelligent game. Right. Played with, you know, like this. I, I don't I mean, I never played football growing up, but I love watching it. But like there's shit. I definitely do not like when a coach does X, Y, and Z or moves into like a certain package because the defense is doing that. I have mm. no idea what they're doing, but when it's executed and it's done well, it's like a thing of beauty. And like, even if you don't know it and you watch it, you appreciate it. Totally. I think like coming from an outsider's point of view though, like uh, the showmanship is really cool. Yeah. Like um, Izzy had like Izzy's a crazy walk. Yeah. In. The Undertaker. Absolute best walk. I mean, one of the best. Well, he, I mean, he uh, has a few. Really yeah, actually, I think his one that he versed um, uh, the former middleweight. I can't believe I'm not blanking on his name. Uh, was like the like when he first fought for the title. I think that was uh, Robert Whitaker. That was like one of the best walkouts. He did like a dance with like, yeah with like people. Yeah, like a couple of his friends. I don't know if there's cornermen or not, but that was a a very good walkout as well okay so as a steady cam operator would you have wanted to be the steady cam operator for that walkout definitely this one i was watching the steady cam operator i was like oh this is kind of like a music video because i was wondering what he was thinking because like with those you know live uh like broadcasts yeah. first like what i do i don't really do broadcasts i do like music videos commercials features and television so script i do scripted heavily scripted um i've never done broadcasts actually but broadcasts, uh, like, you're not used to, like, that type of stuff, right. maybe. So I was curious what he was thinking. Because normally I'm... I feel like you're just, like, walking backwards, like, following the guy out. Yes. And, like, here you have to, like, anticipate his moves. Or, like, what's he going to do? Yeah. And, like, I could tell sometimes, like, he a fighter will, like, sprint out. And he's not ready for that. So sometimes he'll just bail. And then, like, a long uh, lens camera will pick him up. Because the, you can't run. No that fast like sometimes he might go don juan which means like you're running forward but can't putting the camera pointing the camera behind you um but i've like i've seen it when that happens and usually he just bails out and then like will follow and then the long lens camera will pick him up uh from like a different angle yeah so it, it would be fun though. oh yeah but i think when when he when izzy did that walkout and like all the smoke and it was like a huge lock off for like a long time like the music built and like the smoke built and then jared his he had uh jared's urn like the fighter that he was fighting against, he had an urn with his name oh on it. Oh my god! Yeah, so some like fucking intense shit. Yeah, like I'm gonna put you out. Yeah. Okay, that's what bothers me though. You have this crazy entrance, and like you go, you have an urn for your component, your and then component. You mean opponent? Opponent. <laughs> you have an urn for your opponent, and nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, some stuff definitely happened. I know. Again, like. But from an out cider's point of view nothing happened they were just like running around that's not true at all but i understand what you're saying i'm not i mean you know you're totally welcome to have that opinion i just don't there's a definitely like there's moments in there where i you know how my i get when i watch a fight my heart is racing oh yeah i can't even sleep this is bad and then yeah i do this a little subtle and i'm not even trying to i just like when they it's just instinctual (laughs) 
It's embarrassing. It really You're is. You're fine. No, it's it's cute. the other thing. It's like endearing. instead of us just watching fights by ourselves, like we'll host like a poker night um, and like have friends over and watch the fight. And like nobody really cares about the fights that much besides me. Mm-hmm. But it's like nice that we're playing at least you know watching something while playing poker. So at least the guys are you know enjoying themselves. Um, yeah, and I love to host. So. But sometimes I do feel like I get carried away at those events because I'm like talking about the fights. I'm like, you guys got to watch Oh, you're this so guy. pumped. You're so yeah. pumped. Yeah, like Cosma Chimaev, I think, fought last poker night and I was like against Gilbert Burns and I was like, dude, and it wasn't the main event. It was like the third card on the fight or third fight on the card and I was like, you guys are going to need to watch this fight. Well, sometimes I feel like you're even and, more excited about the prelims than like the main card. Yeah, well, this prelim, or not, the prelims actually were very good on this last card, but the the first fight of the main card was Sean O'Malley versus uh, Pedro Munoz, and that fight I was stoked for, uh, and that was the one where he had, uh, it was no contest, because he got an eye poke, oh. which was very, I mean, yeah, I say fights, suspect, but like the prelim fights were more entertaining than the main card. Well, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira was also like was that a, the bloody one? No, no, no. You're thinking of Robert Lawler versus um, Max Holloway. No, oh, that's that was bloody too. That yeah, that was, but it was one sided bloody. I mean, yes, that's true. Uh, Volkanovski absolutely demolished Max Holloway, but uh, that led. So sorry for the fight tangent. I can go literally. Should we just do a fight show next time? We could after like a big fight. Well, I thought it would be fun. To go live while we're watching the fights. Yeah, I do think that like that a would fight be fun. companion. Yeah, but so I, you have like one person who does, knows not a lot and one person who knows also not a lot talking about fights. <laughs> talking about the fight. <laughs> and now <laughs> it's time. Five rounds. <laughs> and in the left corner, no, I think that that corner. would be the most fun job that's all oh, that Bruce guy Buffer? does i think he knows that he has the most fun can we job. put a photo of him right here because he looks so elaborate i do love bruce buffer yeah. his story is kind of crazy actually too but that's i think is for another time but talking about the fights earlier i think yesterday or over this weekend after they happened we were taught you had a little fight of your own but not with the person you were trying to park your car mm-hmm. and you were doing it horribly mm-hmm. but and you I, know what? I really only park bad when other people are in the car. And my mom can I attest can, to that. So that's performing under pressure then? It is performing under pressure. Brad. Or the lack of performing under pressure. Yeah. Because I do get that. Like sometimes like in softball or baseball or whatever, if I have to do something by myself and all eyes are on me or golf, mm-hmm. it's like, oh shit, everyone's watching me. I got to do this. Yeah, it was like the moment... Brad and I went golfing with his dad the other day, and the moment you guys were watching me, I couldn't hit the ball. Yeah, but right when we turned our back and you were taking swings, you were <laughs> crushing them. Yeah, it went far. Yeah. So you think that you're just not – do you think that – well, do you think that you can perform under pressure, or have you just had bad luck thus far? I think that when I am under pressure, I move really fast. So your brain is actually just, like, not even thinking about the motions to do. It's like – it's just like, okay, just do it. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Yes. So one thing, I used to be like that, I think, as well. And now I don't think I am. I think, first off, being aesthetic. I don't know aesthetic, if I believe that. Oh, shit. Like, as in, I think that you've always been calm, cool, and collected. No. And then you freak out after. No. I very rarely, why would I freak out after? Like, you come home and you're like, man, this was, like, crazy. This oh, was hard. Yeah, this yeah. was stressful. I, 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 like, unpackage what I did. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think about it like after a tough shoot uh i definitely will like go back and be like okay how was that shot i was like oh man i sucked on that one i could have done this this and this better or like we could have done 
you know, we should have used the dolly or whatever. So there's a lot of, uh, like mental, like relapsing through like my day or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do think that I wasn't always like that. I definitely wasn't always like that, but I do think uh, being a steady cam operator, being on set in general makes you better under pressure because there's a lot of money at stake and I don't care what your job is, even a PA really. I mean, and, and being on set and being part of the film industry is uh, kind of like a giant machine. Totally. It's like, it's like the military. There's yeah. a hierarchy and everybody has a job and or if being on a football team, everybody, you know, the quarterback is the captain or whatever, or like the CEO and everybody below that has a job to do. And if everyone does it right, then the, then the, then the company will succeed. Okay. And the, and the CEO gets the benefit or whatever, like the yeah. quarterback gets the benefit, but everyone will still do well. Um, I think kind of like, that's kind of like on set. Like we totally. all have, like if my camera department or the camera department's lackluster from the second AC or the first AC, it makes my job more difficult. Mm -hmm. And if my job is more difficult besides the actual operating itself, then it's going to affect the operating. And if there's no art department, then there's nothing to put in front of the camera. If, and there's nothing pretty. Yeah. So now the thing that I'm trying to shoot looks boring. Right. So now no art. And if they're in bad wardrobe or if they're in bad makeup, now it looks distracting or it looks uh, uh, disingenuous or whatever it is. So but, like, but I think that also follows through. Like there is a lot of pressure on everyone's shoulders. Tons, When tons. you're on set because if you don't have this Almost one to thing, a debilitating extent. Oh, yeah. So like when I'm on set, I think I handle pressure better. I think you I think you're very good. And on actually, set. like we were talking about this, like when you're under pressure, you should do things with intention. Yeah. So that's that was what I was my point was was you say things kind of move fast for you. Well, I kind of have like definitely the last like few years, like I would say three to four years, I've been practicing any time where things can start racing or things can the pressure can start building. I literally just think about my next move. What do I have to do to do this thing correctly? And if I focus on that move, if I focus like one step at a time, I'm much better, mm -hmm. I realize. So when I'm, part of my job is just literally being a professional mover. So like, well. No, you do more than that. But. <laughs> you move a lot of shit too, but you do more. Like the amount, how many couches have I moved in my life? Besides <laughs> just the couches that belong, that I own a million. Shout out, we just bought a new couch. We did. We did <laughs> but, just but continue. Uh, I always, and it's always PAs, um, which are production assistants that have to help me. And so I'm always like, everyone, we're going to move with intention because the moment that we turn this corner and we nick the wall, that is the moment we didn't move with intention. That is a moment that now we have to let locations know that we dinged this wall and we messed up someone's house. Like there's so much. Yeah. So I'm like, everyone take a deep breath. And lift with your legs and move with intention. That's a good phrase. Move with intention. I just need to execute that outside of work. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you do that on during work, but you can't park a car with me <laughs> in the car? I really don't know. I think it's because my mind at work is solely focused on work when like my mind outside of work is focused on a million other things. Like when we're on our way to the grocery store, I'm thinking like, what do we need to get at the grocery store? What can I make at the grocery store? Did I bring my list? Did I bring the milk bottles? Did I bring this? Did I bring that? Is Brad do like words? That's what you do. You do that thing. When you can't think of the words, you go. It's like a toddler. I don't mind it. I mean, I understand. No, you hate it. I do hate it, actually. That was a lie. 
I was just trying to be nice for everybody. No, you don't have to be nice on here. You're right. We can should, be real. I should be more honest. I do hate it. I'm like, just speak. Say the mm-hmm. words. And, you, and I think I'm, I'm trying to get better. I think our AC just kicked on, by the way. It did. Should I turn it off? Yeah. Do you think? Do you mind? I don't have my phone. It's okay. I could tell uh, stories to the audience. Do it. Well, I'm just going to go back to talking about fighting, to be honest. Just give us one minute, guys. And we're back. Uh, sorry and about we that. we forgot what we were talking about. We did, obviously. Um, you being bad under pressure or whatever, being good on set. But, you know, it is what it is. Do you? Why do you think you are bad under pressure outside of work? Oh, because you have a million things in your mind. You mm-hmm, said that, mm-hmm. yeah. But I don't think I have ADD. Uh, I think it's like one of those things where other people around you can probably diagnose you a little bit better. Do you think I have ADD? I think, I think so. I think that... I think that's a good thing, though, honestly. Why? I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's as bad as what, like, kind of... People make it out to Yeah, be. well, or... Because I definitely have ADD, but I think... And I did when I was a kid, for sure. And I had, like, hyper-obsessive uh, disorder. Like, I definitely was, um, like, obsessive when I was a kid, which you I... You still have that. But that's what I'm saying. I think I have used it in my life as a much more, like it's been a benefit not a detriment like they wanted to put me on all this medication not a bunch of medication but a couple i think like ritalin and like some other stuff and my mom was close but she said no nah, but it was just let them figure it out yeah and i did to the point i was like you i think you learn to harness that a little bit True. when you're younger to you know to do stuff you, you enjoy i do though think that there are some children that benefit from it but well, i think yeah, that like I mean, everyone and i think generalize. that this has been a whole like this is like been now common knowledge that we jumped so quick. Like it's almost because like when people when Adderall became a thing and Ritalin and everything, I think people were so excited to get their kids on something that might actually like Help. you know calm them down. That I think people were like just like is Ritalin you the get. same thing as Adderall or Vyvanse? I have all a the story same? about Ritalin, but I don't know if it's appropriate to tell. Tell it. Like, well, would you do like take him like blackout and wake up and like. A park or something or no but me and my friend her older brother had a bottle of ritalin a whole bottle a whole bottle and we brought it to college freshman year and let me tell you that's not that bad ritalin and alcohol whoa well i've done the i've never taken adderall sober but i've definitely taken adderall in college where like if the way that it was pitched to me was a dude or one of my roommates came up to me and was like, take this. And I was like, what is it? He goes, it'll make your one beer turn into five. And did it? I mean, not really. I was just hyped up. Yeah, I was. Who was? Like, I actually kind of sobered me up in a way where it's like, dude, like, I'm trying to get drunk. Yeah. I remember I was talking now, to someone Xanax the other day. Now, turned oh. my one beer into like 10 beers. And into I, like 40 beers. Yeah. That and you shit, black out and you don't remember anything. Yeah, that shit's bad. I only did that a few times, but I definitely did it. Well, I was like, you know, in college, I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit, I tried one of everything. I did not. Yeah, I was excited. I wanted, I literally was like, I want to try one of everything. I was besides like angel dust and heroin and shit like that. I never did that. I weed and alcohol satisfy us all, yo. Yeah, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. But if you're older, you know, do drugs one time, (laughs) maybe one time, maybe one time. Just to try it. No, don't do any of that stuff. Unless, you know, you want to. You want to. (laughs) Free choice. We can't make you do anything or not do anything. Isn't that our motto? Yeah, we really can't. Exactly. And Uh, I don't want to. No. I think, uh, I think. No, actually, I want to make you do one thing. 
and that is to do everything with intention. I, I thought you were going to say like and subscribe. Oh, <laughs> do like two and things. subscribe. Do two things. Do two things. <laughs> we definitely actually do need some more subscribers. So if you are listening, it would help the channel a lot. Yeah. It would help Should the we... worst podcast in the world reach more people. And if you love tormenting people. Troll us, baby. Let them listen to this. Let them listen to it. Oh, yeah. Send this to your worst enemy. That I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. No, this is this is the worst. I'm not mad about it. But, you know, should we talk about what happened this week on our TikTok? Oh, yeah. We did kind of blow up. And is that what you want to talk about? Yeah. yeah. So we... Um... You're good. Okay, I just need... Uh... Yeah, so I posted... So, like, we post, like, many clips. I was doing it on Instagram for a while where we just post reels. Um, and it just has like little snippets of, you know, a, 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 a catcher, a grabber. Yeah. A, it's like in high school when you write like a, a uh, the intro. Yeah. Paper and your, and your, uh, professor goes, make sure that the paragraph is a, is a catcher. Yeah. Or like a, What's it called? A grabber. That a sounds grabber. more, they wouldn't use that in high school. <laughs> um, uh, a catchy intro. Yeah. Or a, a, an attention them. No, grabber. wait, attention Yeah. Again, well, I'd stay away from grabber, but yes, it, it hooks them. It's a hooker. A hook- no, it's not a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> it hooks people. It's okay. a it's a good intro. So I post those things, and we were like, you know what? We should just like get a TikTok and post them on TikTok. It's probably a good idea. There's a spider right there, Luna. Everyone, our dog Luna. Yeah, she's here. So we um, so I posted one, and it was of. Me talking about my bridesmaids because I, and if you listen to the clip previously, um, maybe we'll link it somewhere. Um, I talk about how I woke up to a text from my friends and they were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then my friends called me and they they'll, were like, they'll oh watch my God, the clip. Oh they, they don't okay. need you to rehash it. Um, and it turns out that like people had COVID. And so I posted. Well, and that's also not all. I mean, that week was crazy. But yes, that was part of it. Okay, so I posted a, a one that was attention grabby. And uh, not on purpose. Like we I did that like No, that, someone like commented was like you're trying to bait views. And I was like, "Bro, we are not." I was not expecting Don't it to blow watch up this. like this. Yeah, I was not in my wildest dream. We hit a million views today. And it's, it's been, been out like for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's wild. I woke up one morning and it was at like 60 and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then now all our stuff is kind of like popping off yeah a so we bit. didn't mean for that to happen and obviously we don't know how to really work social media or anything so well, like it's well I mean, we kind of do you but, do i don't even have the app on my phone i mean it's not like i was trying to like bait views it just happened yeah and i then, mean I, you know what's ironic i don't think i've ever told you this either that episode that we filmed last week that that clip is from that blew up was probably my least energetic. I could not give. I mean, this was right after the wedding. I was still hungover from the wedding. Yeah, I think. we were. Exhausted. I did not give a fuck during that episode. Well, your wife pulled through, baby. Yeah, you literally carried us. I was, I was lethargic. I was like, I don't even want to be here right now recording. But it's just funny that that's, of course, the one that like blows blows up. Yeah, because we were like not even caring. We we're like, no one's gonna listen. I just wanted to get the story out there because we yeah. had like the craziest week, and like it's fun to rehash the wedding. Like, yeah over and over again anyway but anyway we're popular now so you know <laughs> yeah we got we went viral <laughs> no we uh we definitely need some subscribers so please help us or don't help us yeah it doesn't matter but i think that something that's interesting is like tiktok loves drama 
Oh, that's what you want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So they, so a lot of people were like, part two, part two. And then my part two for that video was that like everyone has COVID. And like, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, ta ha ha, COVID, the week before the wedding. But people well, were they like. should not have given them a part two. Never give the people what they want. You're right. You're right. And no one listen to the comments. Don't listen to anyone. And I it would never them. read the comments. I would never give them what they asked for. I don't read the comments. They're just there. Yeah. And you read them. <laughs> but, uh. And then I was like, people wanted, people were like, oh, disappointed. Like, people wanted my bridesmaids to be in, like, a six-car pile. They'd rather you all be dead. And you recorded that message from the grave. That's what they wanted. And then I'm just, like, scrolling through TikTok and and even on Instagram and Facebook. It's like anything that's doing well is either, like, makeup or, like, a feel-good story that went from, like, my dead husband and now I'm, like raising my kid and look at my kid he looks like my dead husband and then wait so like makeup makeup like, like tutorials? tutorials those so that makeup. and then dead husbands is right next and like i just got in a car crash and i'm paralyzed and like i think it's <laughs> beautiful that we have this platform so like if someone's going through the same thing yeah then like you have these people to watch and like relate to but also they then, definitely were hoping that your story was I woke up to these text messages and my maid of honor was decapitated on the freeway. Yeah. And that's my life is not traumatic like that. Hmm. Not like that. I mean, you're yeah. I mean, that's pretty traumatic. I mean, I have some stories, but like I'm not. And I just think like to like expect someone's story to be something so dramatic is like kind of. So do like, you, is it validate? Like, do so? Do you wish TikTok then did not do that? Like, you think that then what else would they do? I mean, what else is? I don't even have the app. If I'm being 100 percent honest, everything is done on your look phone. Look at it sometime. It's just interesting, and like, do you have to like have some sort of trauma to like have Succeed to be there. validated or to have a? It never story reminds me of like tell. reality TV a little bit. It's like reality TV. It's like try, like what the welcome to my three hundred pound life or four hundred pound life. Or yeah, well, and I was saying this to my friend. The, I was like, I love hoarders. That's like one of my favorite shows, and that is seeing. I love hoarders too, like, Natalie. I mean, this is not the platform to talk about it though. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I like seeing people at their lowest, and then if they get help, you know, you like to see people succeed. So you love the TikTok algorithm. I guess so. You're right, but then I just I'm did like, a whole roundabout thing. I do, I do. I just feel. Maybe I feel bad I didn't give the people what they wanted. But I did. They know the story. Yeah. Well, with that, we're also going to deny the people on this one from another good show. So thank you guys for joining us again. We appreciate it. Please actually legit like and subscribe. Share this with your uh, worst enemies. Torture them. Mm -hmm. We'd greatly appreciate it. We do need subscribers. That's like the one thing we're lackluster on and any podcast would tell you that you can subscribe to us and then just hide the notifications guys come on or don't need yeah mm-hmm. just silence us but also maybe don't because i think at, that might actually hurt us as well just ignore the notifications but don't silence them subscribe like put the notifications on we'd greatly appreciate it you know what i love about you brad what is these rants that you do they're cute oh thank you Okay, well, that was appreciate it. semi-successful, and we'll see you later. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Bye.